Hey everybody and welcome back to the West Side of Home podcast. This is Dave Steimers with you. Take a listen to this. Earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush afire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit round and pluck blackberries. It's a quote from Elizabeth Barrett Browning makes a powerful point that there is a spiritual dimension, there's a spiritual reality that all of us can experience, but not all of us are looking for it. Not all of us will turn aside. Not all of us will take off our shoes as Moses did, understanding that there is the holy presence of God right here in this place, that there is something um, there's something about that moment where the divine presence has taken over and his whole way of seeing is different. You know, most of us have been taught to doubt uh, or question or completely throw out the idea that there is actually a spiritual dimension. See, most of us are a product of modernity. We're all a product of modernity, um, but specifically um, the ideas around our physical world being all that there is. The material world is all that there is. See, in the past couple of hundred years, we have made incredible uh, scientific discoveries and progress. We've learned so much about the world, the universe, how it all works. Uh, we've, we've gone down to microscopic levels to understand all, all kinds of amazing things. And what's come with that for some, and what's really permeated a lot in our culture, um, is that that's all that there is, that all that we really have is the material world. And the things that in generations past, people would describe as a spiritual experience or a mysterious spiritual experience, uh, some would say that, well, that's just because they didn't understand it. But the more that we learn scientifically, the more we'll be able to explain those things. We'll be able to explain those kinds of experiences um, as processes that are happening in our brain or as superstitions. Or just things that, that we've made up because we didn't understand what was happening in the universe. And now that we really understand, or the more that we really understand, um, we can sort of explain those things away. And it's not just um, that that has happened in certain scientific circles. And by the way, I'm, I'm really not anti-science. These are wonderful discoveries. And we're going to continue to learn more and more about our universe and about nature and about our bodies. And all good science, I think, really glorifies God and just puts on display uh, the creator and how just incredible and intricate and amazing our universe is and, and humans are and animals are and nature, all that kind of stuff. It's just that sometimes we take it, we've taken it so far to say, as we learn more and more about the physical material world, that that's all there is. And so pretty much every generation that has ever existed has believed in a, a spiritual world, a spiritual dimension that is out there. It's pretty new, relative recent history to start to say, no, that doesn't exist. There's, there's nothing to that. We can explain all of that away. And what we're seeing now in a number of disciplines, um, science, philosophy, all kinds of stuff is that the pendulum swinging back and, and people are pushing back, not just religious people, but um, people from all different walks of life pushing back and saying, hmm, maybe we went too far with that. And uh, maybe, maybe there is something to the notion that there is a, a spiritual dimension to our lives and to our world. And I think there's actually a hunger for it. Interesting thing is, 
that that same mindset of modernity has really, really infiltrated Christian thinking as well. And so this might make some people uncomfortable, but even if you grew up in a church in certain traditions in Christianity, um, we really downplayed some of the, 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 the spiritual and mysterious experiences because we didn't know what to do with it. We didn't know how to, how to explain it. And maybe even it didn't fit with our modern view of the world and worldview, how we look at life. And so we either explained it as, you know, well, these spiritual experience maybe happened a long time ago, um, but not today, or we kind of ignore them, or we don't talk about them, or we don't know what to do with them. But the Bible is just jam-packed with people having experiences of that dimension, seeing into a spiritual dimension and experiencing uh, God and God's spirit. Couple of illusions because I'm going to read something to you in a few minutes. So I want to cover a couple of illusions. We can start all the way at Genesis chapter two. So this story of God creating a man, and it says he takes the dust of the ground, he formed a man, and then he breathed into him, and he became a living being. So this is archetypal for all of life. What does it mean to really be alive? It's not just your physical, material stuff, and but we have that described like uh, God taking the dust of the ground, like just the most basic ordinary stuff, but then he breathes into him. And the word for breath and spirit in Hebrew that this was written in is the same. So God breathes his breath or his spirit into the man. And that's when he becomes really alive. And that's what's supposed to be true of us too. That what makes us really alive is yes, partially our biology, but also that we are animated by the spirit of God. If we skip to Exodus chapter 3, the second uh, book of the Bible, uh, we read about Moses, who becomes this great leader uh, of, of the Hebrew people. And he has this experience, it's a little bit similar, uh, where he's out on an ordinary day in a very ordinary place. And all of a sudden he sees a bush. It's on fire, but it's not being consumed. And he stops and says, I will go and see this strange sight. I will turn away. I've got to investigate this. And this is where he stands uh, before the bush and God speaks to him and God reveals his name, his nature to him and everything changes. This is this deep spiritual, you know, something so ordinary, a bush, but now it's on fire, but it's not being consumed. The ordinary bush is, is, is now being a conduit for him to meet with the divine. And then you have all these other people, prophets and seers um, in the scriptures that be, have those same experiences where they seem to see into this dimension. They seem to experience the spirit of God meeting them in the physical world. And the idea is that we might not be able to see the spiritual dimension, but it's all around us. It is something that we can experience and tap into. Jesus becomes the greatest example of what it is to live a spirit-filled life. We see that all, just read the Gospels. What does it look like to be uh, completely in tune with the Spirit, to hear the Spirit, to focus on the Spirit, to allow the Spirit to um, empower what you do and how you live? And Jesus is the model for that. And I think what that is supposed to communicate to us and what he does communicate to us pretty clearly is he says, I'm going to go, but I'm going to give you my spirit that this whole idea that you can tap into the spiritual world isn't just for these famous prophets. It's for everyone. And so a lot of our spiritual disciplines and practices help us to do that, help us to quiet ourselves, uh, quiet the distractions around us. 
uh, in some ways, um, to focus our minds and our hearts to see and to hear that spiritual reality. And sometimes it's by looking at nature and allowing God to speak through nature. Or sometimes it's in silence. It's, it's in prayer. And all of a sudden, in different and mysterious ways, we see that the presence of God is all around us. And I think we could explain that in all kinds of different ways, and our experiences won't all be the same. Um, and uh, it's, it's a hard thing to fully understand what's happening, except to know that this is something we can know the presence of God in so many ways. And we go back to that quote to say, Earth's crammed with heaven, every common bush afire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes, only when we're really willing to slow down, to quiet ourselves, to listen, to focus, do we realize that there really is no normal bush, no normal material thing, but everything is infused with the presence of God? That's amazing, isn't it? Doesn't that give you motivation um, to really dig into some of the spiritual practices, maybe that we've even been talking about um, some on Sundays uh, on our West Side um, YouTube channel and some throughout this podcast and to say, wow, this is not always easy to get there, but this is why I want to foster um, a life of prayer, uh, a life where we really read into scripture and allow God to speak through it, uh, a life of quiet, a life of Sabbath, a um, life of gratitude, on and on. These are all practices that help us to tap into the spiritual reality that's all around us. So I close uh, with another really neat passage that comes from the Jewish Sabbath prayer book that I think talks about this um, to me is challenging and inspiring. It says days pass and the years vanish and we walk sightless among miracles. Fill our eyes with seeing and our minds with knowing. Let there be moments when your presence like lightning illumines the darkness in which we walk. Help us to see wherever we gaze that the bush burns unconsumed, and we, clay touched by God, will reach out for holiness and exclaim in wonder, how filled with awe is this place, and we didn't even know it. May you have eyes to see and ears to hear the presence of a loving God all around us, and may that cause you to be filled with awe and wonder. 